Hello everybody, this is We Are Marvel, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan podcast that covers all the corners of the MCU. My name is Jerry. And my name is Justin. And join us as we delve deep into the MCU from Iron Man to Endgame and beyond. Join us wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your host, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pod and Gore. Unless this is your first ever episode, in which case, welcome to Pod and Gore. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything that is horror. We are your hosts. My name is Justin. My name is Brandon. Holy Welcome extra. <laughs> Holy extra there. Oh, good to see you. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just uh, put. I showed you a picture, but I'll tell the group. I put together the uh, Lego NES set. Yes, you did. And it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I really would like to own that. I just don't want to... Um, Pay for it yourself? Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) We had some Lego points because we buy a lot of Legos. They have a lot of Harry Potter sets, so we get a lot of them. Fair enough. It's awesome and a giant pain in the ass to put together. Well, I can only imagine. How many pieces? uh, 2700, something like that. This is riveting horror content right here. They're loving it. If you're a nerd, if you're about our age bracket, you should be excited for Retro Mario. Oh, yeah. Who's not? I was, before we started recording, I was playing Smash Brothers. There you go. And so, here but we it's are. Because, like, the screen, there's a crank on the side, and you turn it, and the screen moves, and oh. the oh. Mario's on a little, like, swingy thing, so he hops along the course as right. it goes. Okay. It's fucking cool. Hell, yeah. Alrighty. So, the reason we're here today. Yeah. For those Finally. of you that aren't here for uh, Mario talk, yeah. is to talk about the long-awaited arrival of one of, I would say, our favorite horror movies of all there. time. It's up there. It's up there. Um, it's top up five? There. Mm. Top ten. Yeah, it would be top ten. Okay. I Yeah, I don't know. After everything we've watched recently, I don't know if it's still in my five, but it's definitely in That's my kind ten. Of- well, that was the thing. Like, I was watching it. I finished it up today after work, and I was, um, I, uh, a few things really stood out to me. And I, I know we, we cover fun facts, so I don't know if you, we don't normally talk about goofs yeah. or like edit errors or anything like that. But Mm-mm. upstairs, when, um, Sydney and Billy get done getting busy for the, for her first time, mm-hmm. and, um, the killer comes in and stabs stabs him, right? And he turns around yeah. and he's like, ugh. But like in three different scenes, so you see him go to do his signature blade wipe. Yeah. The blade was was clean. And then it panned to him and then went back to him and it was bloody. And then went back to him and then back to him and it was clean. And then like like three different shots you saw like different stages of the blood and that was after the stab and i'm like that stood out like a sore thumb i'm like how did they not see that because like when he does the wipe it's covered mm-hmm. but literally a second before that it was it was clean as a whistle well and it's also 
I would imagine. They don't really say it, but it's a fake knife. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be. So it might it would have been clean anyway unless they put the fake blood in like the handle. <laughs> so maybe yeah. it was clean, but he applied it to it. Well, I'm not sure because generally what he does is he puts a, he wipes the blood off the blade. That's all, like, kind of what Ghostface does. Yeah. But generally with like those prop knives, there'll be like a button that has a little tip on the end. So when you cut like that, it will leave a blood smear, kind of like what happened when uh, Ghostface cut Tatum's arm in the garage. Mm-hmm. Like there, it, like it'll ooze the blood out of the tip of the knife as it cuts to leave it on the finger or where, on the wherever. Arm. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, but without bearing the lead any further, we're talking about Scream. Yeah, we're talking uh, about Scream. Hello. <laughs> Ghostface. Uh, if, if you didn't uh, catch that from the title and uh, the, the clues we dropped, mm-hmm. uh, the 1996 first film, not the show or any of the sequels. I saw that right. the new one's just titled Scream as well. Is it really? I think so. I, w- I was IMDBing it earlier mm-hmm. and I accidentally clicked. The, the new one. Oh, really? Which was strange. I had no idea. I guess... Well, yeah, it's supposed to come out in January 2022. Yeah, oh, it's just well, called Scream. Went, what the yeah. hell? Alright, just because Halloween came back in 2018 and just called it Halloween, like... <laughs> also not mean, the best idea. Let's just keep renaming our movies. Like, eventually we'll get back to Friday the 13th and it'll be just Friday the 13th. And it's like... And it's not a reboot. Right. Like, continuations. Like, I mean, with Nev Campbell being in Scream 5. Mm -hmm. Everybody's back in Scream 5. Yeah. Everyone that's Um, still around. Right. I haven't read much on it, but I'm really hoping Matthew Lillard is in it. I know it's been rumored. Like, there was, like, theories that he was still around and masterminding, you know, the uh, like, the sequels and all that kind of stuff, which would be... You didn't see that? No. Uh, no i find that dumb he was <laughs> you, shot multiple times after being stabbed multiple times not stew not stew he's got he yeah. got the tv dropped on his head oh that's right the tv well it's still he's dead yeah <laughs> if he didn't if the like i don't think that tv would have killed him if anything he would have bled out from get the little woozy here yeah all I of those stab wounds Lillard so plus, much dude. he's great and i would love to have him back but yeah, if they jigsaw him and he's like the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, yuck. they they bring him back in. I honestly, just to get more Matthew Lillard, I would I would sign. I'd be all right with that. I like bring him back. I don't care how cheesy it is. I mean, I'm that, all for it. Yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's like having it be her long lost brother we've never heard about in an. In part three. Oh. That still bothers me. Like, eventually I'll rewatch it for this, but uh, that is, like, that's the thing that sticks out to me in three, and I hate three. Yeah, that's true. Mostly because of that. That's so crazy. Oh, no. I totally brain farted. (laughs) What? Oh, so, um, behind the scenes, I was like, hey, I'm going to record this for, um for test Video? purposes well instead of hitting record i hit live and so we're actually streaming live on twitch right now we are yeah because oh. yeah, a buddy of mine popped in he's like work stream and i'm like oh sh- hit 
<laughs> I didn't mean. Oh, I'll take the bits though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Grow the audience, I suppose. Yeah, Wel- right. Welcome Twitchers. Yeah, welcome Twitchers. That that's a big old accident. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take it. Don't um just real quick, don't be mad, old man mister. I appreciate you saying hi, but I, I won't be able to interact. Continue, Justin. Okay. Well let's get started. Okay. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Ooh. Uh, the tagline I found for this one is, someone is playing a deadly game. Someone who has seen way too many scary movies. <laughs> right? There are a bunch of them, but that was the only good one. Well, and that's the thing too, like... Unfortunately, you don't get it until the very end where you're like, oh, man, like Billy's like uh, psycho drops and all his like the references that they're making to other movies. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Well, they do it throughout the movie. I mean, there's a ton of them. And then, you, I mean, mm-hmm. especially the opening, they're talking about Friday the 13th and Halloween and right, right. Uh, a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a nice little, you know, prop and jab. Mm hmm all the sequels uh, and then of course halloween playing in the background at the end which was awesome because they could kind of steal the music for halloween and let it be creepy for their movie too <laughs> which is a nice touch i had it in my notes but there it is there uh, nice. this was directed by wes craven and written by kevin williamson who's done pretty much every movie like this uh like the faculty he was did dawson's creek and um, what was the other one that he did that was just like this I just read this last night too. God damn it! Yeah, I just read it earlier today, and I forgot too. But he's you said you said Kevin Williamson. Yeah. If right, it's a if it's a horror movie that has a bunch of ragtag twenty something teenagers and the it faculty. gives you, I said the faculty. Oh, you did? Okay, I didn't hear it. I wasn't listening to you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one else is either, so it's fine. Yeah, we got we got people listening to us on on Twitch right now. Surprisingly. Uh, he did Vampire Diaries. Hmm. Um, I thought there was another horror movie that he did. Our friend Pratt, our friend the Patrick, cursed, cursed. cursed, the one that you want to do eventually, teaching well, Miss Tingle. Oh, I know what you did last summer. That's the one I couldn't think of. Yeah, there it is. That. Uh, starring David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. Skeet with that awesome uh, beard on all of the posters, but nowhere to be seen in the movie. Right. That still well, bugs me. Like, when I look at that old school cover, mm-hmm. and I see him with the rock and the goatee beard thing, nobody noticed at all? Uh, and the funny <laughs> thing is, is, let me actually look at it on Facebook. No, I didn't. Because anytime I think of Skeet Ulrich, I think of his hair. Because he has great hair. and that, yeah, I mean, that's... Better than us. Of, that's of the time, though. Because when this movie came out, I was 13... Everybody in high school, or it was middle school, had this hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the like the part down the middle and just, oh man, I I always wanted to be able to have hair like that, but I, I just never did. I did for a while. Now it's gone. My hair was too thick. Too thick? When I was younger. Not now. Mm. <laughs> no, not now. <laughs> now it's a... Uh, it just makes me sad when I look at it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it used to be here. Now it's here. Uh, this was released December 18th, 1996 in Los oh, Angeles. He didn't and... have the mustache. He had the creepy Count of Monte Cristo 
mustache with the soul patch thing going on. That's what it was. I, th- I couldn't and, remember. Oh, and a little it... bit of goatee right here, but. So it is a goatee. See? Well, just the, yeah. Oh, you said beard, though. This is a beard. I said, like, three different things. Okay. I wasn't so let's just to. get off my nuts. <laughs> Uh, December wow. 20th, 1996, all across the U.S. Budget of around 14 to 15 million with a box office of 173 million, which is why there was a sequel a year later. Right. Which, honestly, I didn't mind Scream 2 at all. I like I li- Scream 2. I like Scream 2. Scream. You like what? I like, <laughs> I like to watch Scream. <laughs> it's a Sc- very nice. Scream 2. <laughs> so bad. It's all a full of the status <laughs> yeah, I forgot how to talk, man. So bad. You look funny too. Scream was originally developed under the title Scary Movie by Kevin Williamson, which is interesting given Scary mm-hmm. Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, an inspiring screenwriter, influenced by a news story he was watching about a series of grisly murders by the Gainesville Ripper. Uh, Williamson became concerned about intruders upon finding an open window in the house where he was staying. So he was inspired to draft an 18-page script treatment about a young woman alone in a house who was taunted over the phone and then attacked by a masked killer. Uh, The treatment remained as a short story while Williamson worked on another script, Teaching Mrs. Tingle, whatever that is. Uh, Another, that was Katie Holmes. I never saw it. Never heard of it. Uh, over I the think, course... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think I had something to do with, a, obviously, with a teacher. Um, I just... Fair. Whenever I think of teaching Miss Tingle, I get um, faculty vibes with um, the the teacher with the shoulder-length hair, the older lady. Frank Jansen? No, 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 not her. The other one. Um she's the one that got stabbed with the or she oh, was with the scissors in the back or whatever. She yeah, she's yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, had like yeah, the yeah. death stare. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, over the course of three days, Williamson developed a full length script as well as two separate five page outlines for potential sequels, Scary Movie Two and Three. He uh-huh. hoped to entice buyers with the potential for a franchise. And boy did he. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, following the scripts purchased by Miramax, Williamson was required to remove much of the gorier content, such as graphic depictions of the internal organs of gutted murder victims rolling down, quote, rolling down their legs. However, <laughs> once Craven was secured as director, he was able to bring back much of the uh, excise content. Nice. Which makes sense. Yes. Uh, Williamson felt it was essential for the audience to learn why the antagonists had become killers, but he also felt it was potentially scarier if they had no motivation. Uh, Opinions (laughs) at the studio were split between those who believed a motive was needed for resolution and those who felt the action was scarier without one. As there were two killers, Williamson decided to do both. Billy Loomis had the motive for of maternal abandonment mm-hmm. while the second killer Stu, jokingly suggests peer pressure as his motive when prompted okay which is fair yeah like even when billy is telling that to sydney Stu looks like he's hearing it for the first time right and Stu's like well i was just doing this because i'm a bit nuts yeah well yeah he definitely is yeah Williamson agreed to a bid of 400000 
$8 for Miramax, plus a contract for two sequels and a possible fourth unrelated film. Williamson said he chose Dimension because he believed they would produce Scary Movie immediately and without significantly censoring the violence in the script. Huh. Yeah. Fair Bob enough. Weinstein approached other directors, including Robert Rodriguez, Danny Boyle, George A. Romero, and Sam Raimi. Williamson said they, quote, didn't get it. He was concerned hmm. that having that having read the script, many of the directors believed the film to be purely a comedy. Which is, I, I guess I get. Mm-hmm. Craven was approached again, but continued to pass in spite of the repeated requests. When production of The Haunting collapsed, Craven was freed from the commitment and found himself in need of a project. All right. I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm like trying to wrap my brain around the idea of Robert Rodriguez directing this movie. I know. Like there's a couple where I go, okay, maybe, you know, Romero, obviously. I, I like Sam Raimi, but don't like Sam Raimi at the same time. Yeah, I get it. Like his superhero stuff is great, but like drag me to hell bothers me. And I'm yeah, not the, I wasn't wasn't the biggest fan of that movie. And sorry, everybody, but I don't really care for Evil Dead. Oh, <gasps> blasphemous! I know. I'm, but I'm gonna level with you. You don't I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Trying and that's the thing. Throw me only, off the dock. Yeah, <laughs> as we're tethered together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So my thoughts on Evil Dead is I don't have like I enjoy I I own them all. Like I th- I don't own Army of Darkness. I don't think, but mm-hmm. like. I feel like the mo- like the people that love those movies like grew up with that. Like I didn't grow yeah. up with Evil Dead. I grew up with like Lost Boys and Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Well, and we all know if you've listened to other episodes in the past, you know my stance on wacky horror, and it's just not my cup of coke. Mm. You know, it's just <laughs> not as I sip on my Coca Cola. Boop. Yep. Endorsement. <laughs> Pay <laughs> Give us. Give us money, Coca Cola. Right. Uh, as they a, shut us down for fucking, we get hit yeah, with the no DMCA. <laughs> like, show our product again, please. <laughs> put it in a glass or don't put it at all. Uh, Bob Weinstein considered Scary Movie to be an unsuitable title, as in addition to the horror and violence, the film contained elements of satire and comedy. Weinstein wished for that to be better conveyed by the title. The change was affected so late into production that congratulatory gifts bore the original name. Williamson and Craven immediately disliked the new title and considered it, quote, stupid. Both later remarked that the change turned out to be positive. Nice. Following the screening of the film in front of a test audience, uh, Miramax and Miramax executives, Craven was offered a two-picture contract for sequels to Scream. Principal photography for Scream took place over eight weeks between April 15th and June 8th, 1996. Nice. There's a crap ton of notes. I'm gonna tr- Sorry if I'm speeding no, through, but there's a d- crap ton of notes. Just read it, man. Like I said, I accidentally went live on Twitch, and so I have people talking in here, and I'm trying not to <laughs> I'm not trying not to engage it, but at the same time, I'm like, don't leave. <laughs> hey, I, so I, go ahead and read through it. The more, the merrier. Happy to have you here. Uh, if you get bored, let me know, and I'll cut stuff out. Because uh, I'm on well, page no. six of fourteen. Yeah. So we have <laughs> uh, one of my moderators is in here, and he generally likes to talk shit just for the sake of talking shit. So that's fair. Speed along. He All already right. is talking shit about. Huh? Yes. No. 
I'm going to keep going while you talk. Yeah, uh, the Weinsteins wanted to film in Vancouver as it was estimated that they could save a million dollars in cost compared to shooting in the United States. Craven was adamant about filming in the U.S. and making a film that looked, quote, truly American. The argument over where to film almost led to Craven being removed from the project, but the Weinsteins eventually agreed to keep the production in America. Uh, let's see, I'm going to go through this. In his script, Williamson had only described the antagonist as a, quote, mass killer, which gave Craven no specific information on what type of mask to use or how to conceal the body. While location scouting, uh, Madalena, whoever that is, I assume the, uh, location scouter, discovered okay. the ghost face mask hanging from a post inside the house previously used for the film Shadow of a Doubt. Craven wanted to use it, but the mask design was owned by Fun World, a costume company. He was told to create oh, right. one that the production could own. K&B developed multiple design sketches varying from deformed faces to monstrous vis visages, sorry, riddled mm -hmm. with fangs. Craven found nothing uh, he liked other than the ghost face design, so he had K&B develop a mask that was based on it, with enough differences to avoid any claim of copyright. That's how you do it. Yep. The, the team <laughs> Just developed, enough tweaks. Yeah. The team developed several molds based on the Ghostface design, but Craven found none that were as suitable as the mask he wanted to use. Uh, desperate to use the design, Craven finally convinced the studio to, to approach Fun World and gain permission to use the mask. So there. There. He's like, just... <laughs> he's like, you know I'm Wes Craven, right? Can we... Yeah. Please? I make horror for a living, and all of them are loved by everybody. Many... Many. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Thomas of Los Angeles Times called Scream a bravura provocative send-up of horror pictures and complimented the film for being, quote, scary and gruesome while avoiding a sense of morbidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 1996 International Horror Guild Best Film. Scream won that. Uh, it Saturn Award Award Best Actress Neff Campbell won. Best Director Wes Craven was nominated. Best Horror Film Scream won. Mm -hmm. Best Supporting Actor Skeet Ulrich was nominated. Uh, supporting Actress du Drew Barrymore was nominated. And Best Writing Kevin Williamson won. Did they nominate Drew Barrymore just because it was Drew Barrymore? Were they lacking nominees that year? Like, don't get me wrong, she was obviously the biggest person in the movie. Um, the opening scene is great, but like, you're not a fan. I'm a fan. I just I say, I love that scene. Why well, do about to blow up on that scene here in about five, 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just like, I don't know. I, I never really thought of it as like award worthy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, in the horror genre in 96, like pickings were probably pretty slim. Yeah, fair Would enough. Be my guess. But I, I also think didn't. I also didn't hear what you you said the awards were being pulled from too. So that's my uh, bad. Ninety six International Horror Guild. Nice. Yeah. In June two thousand one, as part of American Film Institute's AFI's Hundred Years series, Green became one of the four hundred nominees in the Hundred Years Hundred Thrills category. In 2003, the character Ghostface was nominated in the category 100 Heroes and Villains. In 2005, D Like Scary Movies, as spoken by Roger Jackson, was nominated for AFI's 100 Years 100 Movie Quotes. 
mm-hmm. a list of greatest cinematic quotes. It is great. And yeah. I love the dude's voice, dude. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't... Re- I thought it was a modulate. Like, I really didn't... Like, it's a guy's voice. Like, when they hold it up and they're doing that, like, I'm like, okay, cool. But, like, yeah. if I ever saw this guy at a con... I don't know if he's if he's still with us. I haven't. I didn't look. I'm assuming so. But you never know. I so. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to have that guy be like, how much would it cost to just narrate something for me, please? Just, like, <laughs> my voicemail... You know, intro for the show yeah like because that's the thing like i would kill to have tony todd do that mm-hmm. fucking roger jackson is that who said his name was um yeah. just some of those iconic you know robert voices. england robert oh jesus christ <laughs> he'd probably yeah. do it too <laughs> yeah probably oops probably scream ranks number 32 on entertainment weekly's list of 50 uh, 50 best high school movies and the opening scene featuring the death of drew barrymore's character ranked number 13 on bravo's 100 scariest movie moments it's agreed it, okay i'll retract i'm thinking it's back awesome. on it more i watched it last <laughs> night when i was tired i grumpy ass i, I wasn't grumpy <laughs> but like i'm gonna show you something okay I'm gonna keep going though. This is my garbage can. All the beer I drank yesterday. I That's just... just yesterday. Well, it's not like I filled the entire can yesterday, but <laughs> oh, okay. like the five or the six that half? are on top are from yeah, yesterday. Like okay. I was tired. It it's a great the concept. Yeah. Like to me, it's the best part of the movie. But we'll get into yeah. that. Well, soon. Uh, in 2008. Now is that? Oh, sorry. Go I was gonna say now is that because of Drew Barrymore's performance or the scene in itself? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 2008, Entertainment <laughs> Weekly dubbed the film a, quote, new classic by ranking it number 60 in their list of 100 best films of the last 13 years. Huh. Okay. Uh, 2008, Empire ranked the film number 482 on their list of 500 greatest movies of all time. Which is... The fact that it made the 500 of all time, that's not bad. Yeah. And last one, 2016, Empire ranked the film number three on their list of greatest horror films of all time. Wow. Number three? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at three on my wall right now. I would rank higher than that. Don't get me wrong, but, well, like, two, <laughs> four, four, like, so obviously. If you can rank two above, that means it made number three. Okay. I, Halloween, <laughs> yes. Texas Chainsaw, okay. Lost Boys for me. No. <laughs> no. Hey, watch your mouth. I'm just um, saying. Hellraiser. <laughs> no. Um, Oh, we can worry. do this all episode. Yeah, don't worry. We'll be visiting <laughs> the works of Clyde Barker soon. We did. Go listen. Midnight Meat Train, number episode number three. Yeah, we're on it's 51. Classic. That's why I said go back. <laughs> Dick. All right, go back. Dick. <laughs> Says uh, some, you. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Fun facts oh. before we get into the thing. Williamson wow. listened to the soundtrack of Halloween for inspiration while writing the script. You don't say. Uh, excerpts from the soundtrack appear in the film, which we've got mm-hmm. up already. Uh, the script for what was then known as Scary Movie went on sale on a Friday in June 95, but received no bids. By the following Monday, the script had become the subject of a significant bidding war among a host of established studios, including Paramount, Universal, and Morgan Creek. Huh, okay. Uh, Sony, as they do, filed a lawsuit against Dimension and Miramax, claiming that the title scream infringed on the copyright of Sony's own Screamers from 95. 
Never heard of it. <laughs> no. Uh, after the case was settled out of court, the details remained confidential, uh, which is a quote from Scream 2 producer Marianne Mad- Madalena. Mm. Uh, considered the case was a result of other issues between the two companies and did not truly pertain to the film's moniker, Madalena confirmed that the studio was free to use the Scream brand for future films. Yay. Uh, Drew Barrymore read the script and was interested in, in being involved. She approached the production team herself to request a role. Producers were quick to take advantage of her unexpected interest and signed her to play the lead of Sydney. Uh, Barrymore was faced with unexpected commitments that went, meant that she would no longer be available to play the demanding lead role. She instead played the smaller role of Casey Becker. Which is for the better i think yeah. like i a, love a barrymore booster no i just i think that i think that i think that neb campbell is perfect as sydney i can't yeah like i can't picture anybody else in that and, and don't get me wrong like it's not like to the levels of like somebody else trying to play iron man mm-hmm. you know like or somebody else somebody else playing thor to you know keep going off of the stuff that you were talking about on your we are marvel podcast but Thank you. you're welcome available um, wherever you listen to podcasts if you're yeah. into the mcu and if you're not listen to it anyway yeah we they need the numbers in turn yeah. we need the numbers like yeah just be a don't be a dick be a dude help us out um or a lady damn hey anybody can be a dude hey you're making assumptions Dudes uh, are speaking just... of other people playing Sydney, actresses including Alicia Witt and Brittany Murphy auditioned for the lead role, uh, and producers also approached Reese Witherspoon, though she never auditioned. No, I could see Reese Witherspoon playing Casey Becker, but not Sydney. Because yeah. she's also blonde. <laughs> Stop trying to typecast <laughs> me here. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying acting styles. Yeah, yeah I know. I just like okay. to gaslight you a bit for yeah character... i'm not trying to be gaslighted not when i'm live on twitch you're gonna get me <laughs> fucking you're gonna get my channel shut down for the character of news reporter gail weathers the studio wanted a recognizable actress they auditioned brooke shields and janine garofalo Courtney cox who was starring in the sitcom friends at the time approached the production to pursue the role she was interested in playing a quote bitch character <laughs> to offset her quote nice friends image <laughs> she's like please I need to, it's almost like Emma Watson or any of the Harry Potter kids trying to do something else where it's like that's what they're known as forever. <laughs> Harry Potter, so deal with it. Kind of like when Emma Watson was on This Is the End, you know, just be like, please, I I just <laughs> I can do I'm not Hermione things. anymore, you know. Yeah. Uh, last one before we get into the thing and this is kind of long. For the Woodsboro High School, Craven desired a building that looked, quote, American, and the producers approached Santa Rosa High School. The school board insisted on seeing the script and immediately objected to the violence against teenage children for and the cynical, dark dialogue, mm-hmm. including that of the fictional school principal. Local newspapers criticized the project, and irate parents objected to such a film taking place at their children's school. Comparisons were being made between film violence and the kidnap and murder of Polly Class three years prior, which had left the area sensitized toward violence. Mm-hmm. The dispute resulted in a three-hour debate scheduled for April 16th. Uh, the result of the Santa Rosa debate was that permission would be denied, 
the production was forced to find another location for the school, and it ended up filming at the Sonoma Community Center southeast of Santa Rosa. All right. Well, they did a good job making it look like a school. Okay. And, I mean, they don't spend a lot of time there. No, they don't. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, I really feel like the um, the office at the office that they use um, outside of where the principals like so in the school office, kind of how the it reminds me because like I never had a, a school where the office had like this weird like closed off area where it had like the swinging doors where you go back in there. It almost reminded me mm-hmm. it was really similar to how the school office and the faculty looked like too. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, that was really hard for me to get out. I don't know why. I, like, brain farted immensely trying to be like, what am I trying to say here? I don't it. remember. It's fine. All right, now that we're done with that, let's get into the thing and That's dish all over how freaking cool this opening was. It only took you 32 minutes to get through that. That's not bad. Hmm. I even cut out a little section. I don't even Aww. know what it was. It just didn't look like it was going to be important. I love this opening. I think it's the best part of the movie. I think it sets up a, a great ride of a mm-hmm. horror film. And the idea of it is so recognizable. As like, this is any person who's been alone, especially as a teenager at home in the dark. Especially if you live out in the middle of freaking nowhere, like apparently Casey does. The idea yeah. of someone saying... I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, I just want to know who I'm looking at. You're like, ah, yeah. and fuck I love off. that line. Like that is just brilliant. Yeah. Because the whole conversation is so sweet and innocent. I mean, it's a little. It's menacing. not innocent. Well, because Casey Becker's like, no, she, he's like, do you got a boyfriend? She's like, no. And it's like, creepy eh, Don't fucking don't be shady. Okay, innocent for the '90s. How about that? <laughs> He's creepy. I'll give, you know, obviously. Like, it's not it's like he's, you know, yeah. He's not like Boy Scout material or anything, but no. it's a well, fairly no. <laughs> normal conversation until that slip of the tongue, which was very much on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But watching it this this morning, I was thinking about the, because, you know, Ghostface gives her the quiz to save her life and her boyfriend's life whose name I don't remember you tricked me <laughs> not really no no it was great though that if he had said part one I guess that would have been the thing like if it was the whole franchise it is Jason well yeah it's definitely the 90s because like you you try to pull that on somebody today in the way that younger like younger kids are so argumentative they'd be like mm-hmm. no you didn't say part one or part two. You just said Friday the 13th. And as a whole, Jason is the killer for yes. that franchise. The other 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one of the question, the last question he asks is, what door am I at? There's a front door and a back door. What door am I at? Mm-hmm. And I always... I I I, 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 I I just had the quest the question in my head, like, what if the answer is both? Yeah. 
Because this is the first time, and this is one of the things I love about this movie, it's the first time, to my knowledge, we've ever had like a dual serial killer in a movie. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, your brain is trained to be like, it's Michael Myers, it's Jason Voorhees, Mm -hmm. it's Freddy Krueger, Candyman, whoever. It's that one person. Yeah, they don't don't normally run in duos, that's for sure. And this is, to me, and to my knowledge, is the first franchise to do that, and might might be one of the only ones. Yeah, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head uh, of something like that. I'm sure there's something out there, but... Yeah. And, that, and just going through, the music really gave me Elm Street vibes. Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't know, piano-y kind of, like, simple music and it's it's kind of slow and wistful it definitely took me back to elm street uh natural born killers had two killers in it but i don't think it's the same thing no that's like um bonnie and clyde yeah yeah math (laughs) (laughs) but this movie as you look at your phone instead of uh, interact with the conversation is, uh, i'm listening you dick <laughs> i'm trying to see if there's something to add to the conversation God, I'm gonna... this movie does uh almost heavy-handed but it, it, it's still effective uh mm-hmm. use of red herrings yeah it's like Stu's description of explaining gutting someone and the awesome line of liver alone, which is great. <laughs> Come but on, liver alone. Liver I'm like, alone. oh. Well, I still use that. Oh, and that's the thing too with the like with the dual killer thing. I didn't if you're like if you're listening to the words, like when he, when he and Jamie Kennedy, Randy, they're both coming up to the door and they're both trying to be like, No, it was him, no, it was him. Mm-hmm. And then if you listen, you know, Stu's like, he killed Billy. And it's like, well, how would you know that? I didn't even hear that. Well, and I've never heard that before either, but he's like, he killed Billy. And it's like, Ooh. wait, what? Yeah, how would you know? If you were outside, how would you know that Billy was even dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the same thing, too, about, like, just, oh, man. I'm thinking about how many times, like like one person is doing the one thing and the other person like what doesn't make sense. And this, I think also falls under the fan theory of there being other people than just the two was when they're outside the video store, like it's the middle of the day. Stu is inside talking. Well, no, they're both standing inside talking because Stu is talking to Randy and then Mm -hmm. Billy's talking to two girls but I think it's at the same time. It might not be, but when they do the close up outside in the woods where Ghostface is outside and then in costume, like kind of runs into the opening, looks over, and then keeps running. I thought that was outside the video store, but I could be wrong. You watched it today, so you. That doesn't even ring a bell in my brain head. That sucks. Sorry. It's all. I good. wouldn't think so. But, but it, I suppose it, it could be explained away by every dickhead in this. I don't know if I actually have a, a bullet point for this, but the I, the fact that so many asshole kids in that school 
mm-hmm. came to school in Ghostface costumes and <laughs> ran up and down the halls and yeah. like when Winkler dies and they all like high five each other and run out to pry him off the goalpost. Like yeah, what I was the- like, what the fuck? They're like, we got to get there before they pry him down. I'm like, oh my god. No, you don't. No, you need to not do that. Of all the things to not do, that would be the thing. Like, uh, I don't know if I, yeah, to to see somebody, because I mean, if you think about it, it's probably going to be pretty similar to how Casey was strung up in the in the beginning, mm-hmm. where you know, just hung up, guts everywhere. So, pretty sure it's going to be just like that, except for in the goalpost. Yeah, or the flagpole, whatever. And so, um, I don't know if I'd want to see that in real life. If I'm going to be honest, like tough guy aside, there are sometimes I don't even want to see it in a a horror movie. Like, and that's we kind of breezed over the beginning. Like, I could probably talk about the beginning of the movie, the entire Mm -hmm. episode, but it does such a great job of making you feel so bad for Casey. That scene of her crawling, clawing on the grass, trying to get help, get to her parents, mm-hmm. trying to scream out to them, but she's so, just been stabbed in the neck, and the music <laughs> is sad. Well, she, I don't think she got stabbed in the neck. I think he crushed her. No, he stabs pipe. her. Uh, well, not in the neck. It's pretty close. Okay. I could have swore yeah. he crushed like crushed her windpipes when he was like, because he's like. No, I'm pretty sure it was uh, with the uh, knife there. Okay. You can go back and watch, but I, I'm, I've always thought it was with the knife. It's possible. I could be wrong. But it's it could just, be and are. Well, we'll probably get back to it in the the uh, scorecard. I assume Maybe. you did one, of course. But um, Oh, yeah, of course. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you have one present. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your homework, I assume. Thank no, you. I was going to take notes, but I was like, you know who is going to take notes? This, this guy right here, and so... What well, is my, uh, my pick, so, you know, it's my my duty to do mm-hmm. the notes, but that's... It's your duty. It's the death that I connected with the most, like, and there really aren't very many deaths in the movie. I started mm-hmm. thinking about it by the time we got to the ending, and, you know, the big reveals and all that jazz, it was like, no one's really died. I mean, yeah, it's true. There's really only... I, there and there were only a handful of attacks, but other than Casey and her boyfriend at the beginning, no one really dies until the end, and they start knocking off Kenny and yeah, you know, stabbing Dewey and all that stuff. Like nothing really happens until then, and then uh, obviously uh, Winkler. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too is like because you feel bad for Winkler too. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know, he does kind of come off dicky at the same time to where it's like, I want to have sympathy for you, but at the same time, even though these are kids, you're still taking your your big old fucking shears and, like, I know they might have been trying to paint him in a killer fashion, but, like, like it, a little overboard. I mean, you could get away with that I, in the 90s, but... Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't think of him as being a possible red herring. I suppose, like, anybody could have been... Mm-hmm. at that point but to me like the idea after a brutal double murder that kids would do that i kind of have the same reaction winkler did yeah like i would it's it's what i would want to do to those kids it's not what i would do but that's totally what i would want to do to those kids right 
You'd be like, oh, like, fucking just get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, throughout the movie, we're hearing rumblings of Sydney's mom being something of a... Promiscuous uh, lady? Pr- yeah, promiscuous lady about town. Mm-hmm. And she had been killed almost a year ago to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sydney convicted Cotton Weary, who was she was you know, also seeing on the side. Yeah. Who we don't meet in this movie, but is the awesome Liev Schreiber in the sequel. Well, you you get about a three second clip of him on TV where he's kinda got the lead singer of Bush <laughs> looking there, <laughs> like looking that's just true. like Gavin yeah, Rossdale. Yeah, he like getting in there like a real young saber tooth, like just <laughs> <laughs> Well he's prepping for the role. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he does that deep dive stuff like uh, Mickey Rourke for Iron Man too. Oh my god. Every time that name comes up it just makes me want to watch The Wrestler. I love that movie so much. It's so much. goddamn good. Like one of these days be like, "Hey, we're going to throw a curveball here. Episode 51.5. We're going to talk about The Wrestler." <laughs> it has literally nothing to do with horror movies. I don't Except think Rourke has the... been in a horror movie ever. He could uh, be though. He'd be awesome as a killer. Yeah. I mean, the horrors that he put his body through for that, like, that he endured in that movie, like, obviously it's not the same thing, but... Sure. Yeah. So, Billy drops a cell phone and is accused of being the killer off the bat, and it... If you look at this movie in a cynical way, you could say that they're just being so overt with suggesting he's the killer that it's corny... But mm-hmm. I see it almost as it's so overt that it would make you think, well, it's not going to be him. Yeah. And maybe I'm just making excuses, but... You generally like, do for the things you like, though. Thanks. You're welcome. Do you agree? I'm, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, this is kind of like being able to do the whole Zoom thing and getting to a little sense of normalcy to where the fun of talking shit and then like seeing... Seeing like okay, sorry, uh, chat just made me lose my my thought process here. It's not hard to do. No, it's not. Um, but it is. It's it's one of those things, and I it it's establishing the trope of because I mean for me, after this movie, watching all of the sequels, it was like okay, the real thing about these movies is figuring out who the killer is. Yeah. Like deep down, it's okay. Who's it going to be this time? Oh, this is the person they're really leaning on it to be. So that means it's probably not them now, but it could be. And here's the weird kid who it probably is. We just don't know why. And then they throw in Laurie Metcalf as Billy Mo- Billy's mom out of nowhere, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she fucking crushes as, as crazy mom. Oh yeah, in Scream she's great. Too. I love her and everything. But I did think about this today, though, even though we're still talking about one. They <laughs> never have Sydney see her because she immediately knows who she is. She knows that Laurie Metcalf is Billy's mom, but they never interact until the end. Yeah, that's true. She, yeah, she definitely does a lot of avoiding yeah. of that. Like, yeah, they're never in the same room at the same time. Little mm. Clark Kent Superman action there. Yeah. Otherwise, she'd be like, hey, what the fuck is Billy's mom doing here? Oh, I bet she's killing people because she's so pissed I murdered her son. <laughs> <laughs> right. Spoilers. Um, and this is also the, the brilliance of having two killers because 
you know, Billy drops the phone in her room, but so she stays the night at Tatum's. So Billy is in the police station mm-hmm. and she later accuses him of using her, his one phone call to call her at Tatum's right. house. Which is great. But, Which yeah. uh, She's like, wouldn't that be like, I mean, that's such a real thing to say. They'll be like, wouldn't that be crazy? Like if you actually used your one phone call to call me. Isn't like, that a weird thing? It'd be like weird, he, right? It's like weird. He, yeah, that, it's not just me. It's weird, right? <laughs> right. Um, you, you see that, yeah? <laughs> yeah. But, like, assuming that he made it through processing and is in, a, like, all that kind of stuff and was able to keep his little voice box, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, he have it in his prison wallet and he just, on his way, way out to do it, like... That was why it was a little extra gargled. Well, she didn't <laughs> know there was a voice changer. Well, yeah, that's true. And some people can change their voices on command. I mean... Yeah, fair enough. It's a a thing, I suppose. I'll let you debunk it. That works. (laughs) Well, I don't think it was him, is the thing. But again, that's what I'm saying, is the the brilliance of having two killers is like, he probably told Stu to do it. Yeah, probably did. I'm going to look something up here, because there's something I'm curious about. Um, Good. I'll keep going. The it, it gives you that plausible deniability of like, oh well, it couldn't have been Billy because you know he was in prison, but it didn't matter that it wasn't Billy because Stu right. was working with him to to do it. You know, while he was locked up. Did you find the thing you were looking for? Well, yeah, I wanted going? to. I wanted to look up and see who, which of the two, actually did what. You know, because there's two killers, right? Yeah, um, so which one killed which person and when? Right. And they're so, pretty close in height, too. So I was trying to look at that when they were in the kitchen together. Right. Like, so They're I'm not go- off by that much. No, they're not. Um, I'm going to breeze through this. Okay. So Billy made the uh, phone calls to Casey. Okay. Um, Stu, Mocker ki- uh, Stu, Mo- uh, Stu killed Steve. Billy attacked... Uh, Billy was uh, Casey's window attack. Stu killed Casey, so they were both there at the same time. That's what I figured. Um, Billy, Billy did call Sydney's phone. Stu attacked Sydney. Stu called Sydney at Tatum's house. There's a prankster um, at the bathroom attack. So that wasn't even anybody. Yeah, that wasn't even. Oh, it was a prankster. Yeah, so it says this I is a prankster because you can see the person without a knife. Because they kind of like come out and like attack. Yeah. Um, Billy killed Hembry. It says Billy or audience mind tricks. Billy uh, was Sydney and, and Tatum's stalker. Whoa, turn the light on. Turn the light on! God damn it. <laughs> Maisie, close the door. Little turd. I know you have a shirt on, but I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> uh, Billy killed Tatum. I I know that was a big old audio spike. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, Stu chased Sydney. Stu almost killed Randy. Stu killed Kenny. Get inside. Hi. Hi. Go inside, please. No. Now. I have a scare. I know. Go inside. I didn't cover it up. Uh, my kids. <laughs> And she's like, no. <laughs> Maisie, in the house. I'm trying to get my lip. Don't you sass me. Okay. 
Okay. Um, let's see. everyone gives you the same amount of respect as I do. No, I, I, I feel like Rodney Dangerfield, dude. I don't get no respect anywhere. Yes. Billy attacked Dewey. Billy chased Sydney. Um, uh, Billy is, yeah, Billy shot Randy. Both of them kidnapped the dad. Billy attacked Gail. Sydney attacked Billy from the closet. Sydney killed Stu. Billy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the rest of that is that whatever. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Is that just um, some jackass going, this is what they did? Or is this like an official, like, no, someone this is, actually put the I don't know how official it is, but it's off of, uh, it's the Scream wiki. Hmm. And they have it for all four screams, like who does what. That's cool. That'll be something to look back on for the next three. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, four, it, whenever five comes out. That's true. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's worth noting, of course, the late, great Wes Craven making his uh, cameo mm-hmm. in the film as the old janitor. I think they even call him Fred. Yeah. Uh, and he's in old man makeup with the fedora and the red and green sweater, which is awesome. It is. It's so on the nose, though, because you're just looking at you like, okay, Craven, we get it. You did not. I didn't really even recognize him, though. I didn't know it was him. Yeah, I until I learned first. it was him. I didn't. I didn't. Never knew it was him. Even mm-hmm. watching it this morning, I was like, if I didn't know that was Wes Craven, I wouldn't know that was Wes Craven. Well, yeah, they gave him like like this creepy old man hair and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff too like like eh, okay it would have been funny if it was robert england <laughs> oh dude that oh <laughs> if they could have got robert england for that that would have been great i wonder if they asked him i never saw that in the fun facts but that would have been great no, he's like no you can't afford me <laughs> he would have done it for wes yeah he probably would have yeah um so we jump all the way forward to the death of tatum um, the the great Rose McGowan, who I really like in everything I've seen her in, even though I can only list like two or three things I've actually seen her in. <laughs> it it's the one death that I don't like because <laughs> it's dumb, and it even bothered me as a kid. Oh, you Going, you did I totally brain fart or did you skip the the three yes, in the video store? Okay, well, we talked about it earlier. We did a little bit, but yeah. I, but I like not to really go, go past it too much, but like I love that, like kind of explaining like the meta ness of it. Yeah, dude. And the fact that, like, oh man, yeah. I love, well, I I mean, love the that, meta aspect to it. Yeah. The Randy explaining horror movies, and I'll go into the, you know, the rules of horror movies when we get there here in a second. Yeah. But. It is worth noting because it's the first movie to do this. It all seems cliche. Acknowledge other. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying earlier, like the the amount of horror movie references are almost heavy handed to the point where it's too much. Mm -hmm. But given that this was the first one to ever really do it, it was nice to poke fun at the idea and have these people live in a world where they've seen a horror movie. Yeah. Like, everyone else, it's like it's their first day, and they've never, you know, no other horror movies exist, so they can, you know, be easily picked off and not know what to do. Yeah. These characters know what to do, even say what not to do, but through, like, Sydney saying, you know, 
the women in those movies are so dumb because they should they run upstairs instead of running out the front door. Yeah, and then and literally five seconds later, that's right, what she does. Has to run upstairs. Yeah, because, like, um, but then again, also like the thing that I like a lot about Ghostface is the different style of killer. Like, yeah. they run, they're sprinting, they mm-hmm. pretty merciless. Like, I mean. Not that they're not all merciless, but like this dude's like well, sprinting after you, chasing you. Like it's 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 so much more realistic in the sense of like how you know Jason is chasing you through the woods, and it doesn't matter how fast you run, like he's always going to catch you. You're always mm-hmm. going to trip over a log or branches or whatever. Yeah. But like that's why I like the reboot and them saying like he has these underground caverns and shit. I yeah, I was like I oh love- that makes it make perfect sense. The ca- like the concept of the reboot is uh, like I, I yeah I I love it so much because he's so much faster, so much more brutal, and mm-hmm. just yep. Well, that's like I loved this franchise as a kid. I watched horror movies as a kid. It's when I was introduced to them. But these movies, and this was came out in what I say ninety six, so I would have been nine, mm-hmm. give or take. Like yeah. This this is the franchise that I grew up on. While other people might have grown like I I watched the Halloween movies and some of the uh, Friday Thirteenths, but this is the one I was old enough to like see as it was coming out on video. Yeah, I don't think I saw any in theaters until four. But huh. like this was my franchise growing up. And yeah, the, you talk about that a, like in previous episodes, like how much this franchise has a a spot in your little black heart that, mm-hmm. you know, it well, is your. Finish yours. I'll finish mine. I just said, it. I was like, it is your, you know, yeah. your love. Yeah. Well, and it's, I always, and maybe this film is the reason why I gravitate towards the more reality based horror films, a little contradictory because I love Freddy Krueger, which is, you know, a bananas concept, but yeah, this to me is something that could happen. Well, I I understand that a hundred percent because I'm the same way. When it comes to like my video games, like I prefer games more so rooted in reality. Um, like mostly with like shooter games. So if like I'm gonna play Call of Duty or like I I rather I like the the realness of like real people, real guns, whatever, opposed to just like completely outlandish fantastical crazy concepts like mm-hmm. it just kind of takes me out of it so like the realism of a ghost face could be anybody yeah and that's what's so, so cool about the concept when you get into the sequels is like it's just a costume mm-hmm. michael myers is always michael myers freddie is always freddie jason's always jason Ghostface is anybody who puts on that mask and right cloak thing well and that's the thing is you have a franchise of films and you have a different killer for each one yeah killers killers yeah i don't remember who i know one of the killers in four but i don't remember if there's two there is because it's it's the girl um i don't remember her name the niece yeah jill and then charlie her friend the guy with the longer hair oh it's been a very long while since i've watched that movie so i don't it's all, all right. i remember in it is hayden panetary really <laughs> oh god 
Like, I don't even remember who plays the niece. I was thinking she was the niece for a while. I was like, no, that's not right. It's Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, that's who it is. Of course it's Emma Roberts. Of course it is. I don't (laughs) know why I forgot that. Yeah, because you're silly. (laughs) But it's the getting back to it, Tatum's death is stupid. It, it... I, I get... It makes me so mad. I even said it today while I was watching it upstairs with my wife. It's like, this is the scene I do not like in this movie every time I think about it because it doesn't make sense. Well, okay. So, at the same time, <clears throat> and this kind of draws into the fact that Ghostface, at least these two, are the clumsiest killers. These guys... These guys are basically Aquaman in the Snyder Cut. They're getting thrown up against walls. They're flipping. They're getting kicked down. Like, just getting beat up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I like, I like that she's able to fight him off. The thing yeah. that really threw me off is like, you could have got through that dog door. She easily could have got through that dog door. Like, she was crawling through. And, like, one of the things that is kind of off about this movie is the editing of it. Because, like, she'll get through. And then, like, she's got her entire top part of her torso out. Right? Mm -hmm. And then it'll go to the inside. And she's still got her arm... Like, it's just her head and this part of her arm hanging out. Which, obviously, when she gets lifted up... But when she's on the outside, like this much is out. Like you like you got out almost halfway. Just keep pushing. And Push as somebody good. who has a garage door <laughs> right there, like it's so goddamn sensitive. And obviously this is nineteen ninety-six. But like anything comes in contact, like this thing is it's going no, back clean. up. It's going like yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah I mean, mine. Ev- like if the sun hits it just right, even in the morning, it will open have back issues up and go down. But no <laughs> garage, unless it is just like super hydraulic powered, has the power to lift the door with a person in it. Yeah, and then continue to crush them into yeah. it. It's not like an elevator. It would come slamming down. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that that's the thing that bugs me. And it's also kind of outside of... It's almost a Final Destination kill. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't fit the rest of the movie. What should have happened is she couldn't get out because she was panicking. And Stu or Billy or whoever, I don't remember who you said that was, comes mm-hmm. up behind her and finishes her off. Right. Um, that's what that should have been. Stu's the one that killed um, Casey. Tatum. Tatum. Uh, t- oh, Tatum. Sorry, I was reading the wrong one. Um, Billy's the one that killed Tatum. Okay. That Which makes sense. sense because he. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Stu was hosting at the time. He was hosting, but he was a little. He was a lot more like brooding. Also, like he kind of just like stood there and I don't know, did the Billy thing. I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it. Um. So we jump to Randy explaining the rules of a horror movie to survive, which is never have sex, don't drink or do drugs, and don't ever say, I'll be right back. I'll be and right they... back! <laughs> and a couple of things caught me with this. is One, obviously they go out of their way to break all of those rules. Mm-hmm. Like, on purpose, especially like Sydney losing her virginity to douchebag Billy. Yeah, and then being the final girl. Uh, yeah. But they're also watching it during Halloween, which is the movie most people appropriate with creating the rules, but it 
didn't. Right. I don't know if we've ever actually talked about it, but it's like everyone thinks Halloween made up those rules, but if you watch Halloween, Lori's doing drugs and she Yeah, she smokes pot. Yeah, and she drinks, I think. I think Maybe she does not, take a but, Yeah, she yeah. throws it like yeah. It, that And she's not like I mean she is innocent, but she's not virginal innocent like the way they play some of these horror girls. That's that's a fair and, point. I mean the, the those rules were actually established in Friday the 13th. Oh, the don't have sex and all that? Yeah. Yeah, and then they just ran with it, and everyone, like Hollywood does, they take the wrong messages from horror movies. (laughs) Yeah. And then run with it for years until they're sick of it. Mm Mm-hmm. But, anyway, that's what I say. It's okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm going to skip some more stuff, just because it doesn't really matter. I always liked the Randy avoiding death thing. This, this movie has so many quotable lines that I've used throughout my life. Mm-hmm. It always It's like watching The Simpsons. Like, oh, that's where that came from. Okay. okay. <laughs> I get right. it now. That makes sense. But the behind you. Behind, <laughs> turn around. He's behind yep. you. Oh, yeah. That, that That is great. Yeah. I love that. Because, well, the cl- like, there's so much, like... There's so many moments like that where it's like they timed everything. So it's like like when he's on there, it's like behind you, behind you. And it's like mm-hmm. literally if you just take your own advice, you would see that he's behind you. Yeah. Or like when the music lines up perfectly when Ghostface walks into the room when it's like that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah, right the Halloween when, music in the background. Yeah, and like there's a lot of clever little tie-ins like that to where just some timing, which is really crazy too, because like at the same time, this movie was kind of jump, jumpy in editing to where yeah, like, sometimes. yeah, which I mean, it happens, but yeah. I like they, they really stood out today. I don't know. I was grumpy after work. I guess so. Well, that's, I mean, like I say, it, it's creating the, the now cliches, but when they did it, they weren't mm-hmm. cliches. Right. So it was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things of that Dawson's Creek vibes we're sick of now because that's what every movie in the early 2000s was. And this overly self-referentialism with horror films that, I mean, I get at this point where the audience is smart enough to have seen so many of these things that they have to do that now. Right. But Scream was the first one to do it, and now it's just annoying. <laughs> right. Like, Everything <laughs> does it. Yeah. So, love the ending with Billy and Stu. Mm-hmm. Stabbing each other to try and set up Sydney's dad, who they kidnapped and it is gr- yeah, kept that, whoever. Yeah, it's great. Like, they really are crazy. They really mm-hmm. thought of almost everything. They're like... Yeah the scene where they're kind of going back and forth, like you do kind of feel, I feel bad for Stu. Yeah. Because like, sure he's crazy, but like peer pressure in high school, not, Mm -hmm. not excusing it, but like I could see somebody like Stu 
going following somebody yeah going along with somebody like billy and like billy just like only he only gets stabbed once in the side mm-hmm. and then he stabs him first and then like stabs him like three other times like he in the back and yeah. you're like good god it's your fucking turn now you know what i mean like well that's the thing that's like when Stu dick? does it to billy the one time it was a little deep and obviously it was kind of an, a, re- a revenge stab because yeah, you know, the that's first never... one hurts too <laughs> yeah it's like going punch for punch you're like i'm not gonna go super hard until you get hard and you're like D-. yeah uh, and it was yeah i noticed that watching it today too i was like okay Stu needs to stab you again and yeah it's billy is much more hobbled looking than Stu is after Stu just like he was able to get a second wind and run at Sydney into the living room and tackle right. her and shit it was like my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me <laughs> I love that line god damn it it's, dude like just like not to sound like a Matthew Lillard fanboy like but like dude the but you are so I uh, yeah dude through and through like some of the deliveries in this are so over the top and it's like I can't imagine anybody else doing that and we it always comes up I know I taught I said the same thing about Sydney and it's so easy to say that but like if you didn't have Matthew Lillard playing Stu and you had somebody else that dynamic would have been so much different because mm. like who's so like off the top of your head who's somebody that has like that that sort of personality that could be like that, like maybe a Ryan Reynolds, like we're just that super yeah. quick witty, like not many other people could put out like, he's like, you know, this is going to be a scream, you know, and all mm-hmm. these different lines that he and drops at the end of the movie. It. Yeah. Yeah. The like, name that jumped into my head right now was Seth green, but I think even if he delivered some of those, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But Matthew Lillard has an earnestness about him where it's like you buy it. Yeah, and even though I like I I see what you're saying with that too. It's also like there's a visual aspect to what like Lillard can pull off that crazy look. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm sure Seth Green can do it too. But Seth Green has much more of an innocent look to him too. He looks like the little nerdy kid. Yeah, and I could see Seth Green being more of a Randy than a stew. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not who I would cast him as, but just thinking about trying to do a quick poll there, that's the name that popped into my head. But even watching this, talking about Randy, like, Mm -hmm. this is the only movie I can think of where I actually like Jamie Kennedy. You've obviously never seen Malibu's Most Wanted. This is the only movie (laughs) that I can think of that I actually like. Because, like, when he, spoiler alert, dies in two, like, I was upset as a kid. Because yeah. I love that character so much. I did but too. S- seeing him in other things, I am not an, a fan like at all. And I know he kind of had a boom, like every big you know celebrity they try and push on people has. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember a time where I watched him other than Scream and actually enjoyed seeing him. Well, and like like going through his IMDb, like I'm not even seeing like like not a whole lot like i know he did a lot of like comedies yeah but excuse me i'm not seeing like a whole lot of movies that he did that could have been like okay uh he was funny as the creepy guy in harold and kumar um but like these were like 
the big movies. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like he was big for a couple years because of Scream, mm-hmm. and they plopped him in everything. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't as good. Because it's like, obviously, he is good because he's great in Scream 1 and 2. He's unnecessary no, he really in 3. Is. But whatever. They bring him <laughs> back as a videotape, which was super dumb. <laughs> I was happy to see him, but super dumb. Yeah, I really kind of feel like, I don't know, Scream 3. It's like a, and it happened, I was looking at the dates earlier, like it happened quite a while after 2, I think. Yeah. At least a few years. And then it was like 10 years between 3 and 4, which was nice. Yeah. But yeah, 3 is just like a shameless cash grab. I want to watch it again because I shit on it so much that Please I want don't. it to be redeemed. I was going to say, like, as much as we wanted to cover Scream, like, I think it was probably about four or five months ago where I did, I watched, it's been within the last six months for sure, where I watched all four Scream movies. And I was watching this last night and I'm like, like I, don't, I don't even think I need to watch this. Like, I've seen it so many times and I've seen it so recent that I probably could have just, but I'm glad I did. Cause there was a few things that I did pick up on to where I'm like, okay, it was nice to know that. But yeah, this is one of those movies where I can and did quote it like throughout, mm-hmm. but it, it, for me, it had been a very long time since I've watched this movie. So it was just kind of nice. It was like a trip down memory lane kind of thing. Yeah. And I caught, you know, Again, doing this show has been so nice because it gives me more insight into things. I can be more critical because mm-hmm. I now have a wider back catalog. Right. That's more varied, so I can draw from it. But Yeah, and it's nice kind of like, yeah, definitely picking up references and being like, oh, like you, you start to like notice... Like, okay, I see where they got this. When you watch the movie that gave mm-hmm. you the inspiration for that, like, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, and again, it's nice seeing them take, because they know all of the tropes, mm-hmm. turning them on their head, like Randy talking about the final jump scare. And there's always a final jump scare that every killer comes back just when you think they're dead. And that's when Billy goes, ah. Nah. And yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dumb. Oh, hey. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's dumb. But then Sydney just caps him in the face. Yeah, it was awesome. it was definitely her moment to just be an ultra badass. Yeah, it and it it skyrocketed her in my mind to Jamie Lee Curtis level scream queen. Well, yeah, because I mean, when you think about like scream queens, when you think about Final Girls, like there was a there was a different one in every Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It felt like. Halloween had Jamie Lee Curtis for one and two, but that was like, I mean, that's, it's Halloween. Yeah. Right. Um, she, like I said, she made the mold. Therefore she is the mold. Right. And I mean, you did have Adrian, Adrian King in Friday the 13th, one and two, but she yeah. died so early in two that she didn't even really get to like, do anything. Well, yeah. Like if you, like when we talk about that movie, like, and you think about like, she dies so early and so quick and unexpected. And it's just like, it's almost like. And in such a stupid scenario. Yeah, like a stabbed in the neck with an ice pick or some at shit. At her house. Like, at her house. 
Like it, Jason looked so, in a phone book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Found out where, where she, she lived. lived. Yeah. Like a truck. Yeah. Made it there. Killed her. Then went <laughs> back to Crystal Lake. Could you imagine sitting like, next really? to him on a fucking plane <laughs> from the East Coast to the West Coast? You're like, Maybe what? on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be the creepy guy on the bus that you avoid. With a fucking sack on his head. You're like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> but like... There is, like, you have your, your Scream Queens and Final Girls, but, like, at the same time, this, you don't have as many, I don't know, I feel like, go like, they all go up against the killer, but to do mm-hmm. it in so many movies, like, what, Jamie Lee's done it four mm-hmm. times in Halloween, going on five? Five. Well, it'll be five now, because you five had- Five now, and six in the, with the sequel. Right, because so, she yeah. did H two O. Well, I guess she she got killed off early in uh, the last one with Buster Rhymes. It was H two O, and then uh, oh, that the was Resurrection. One. She wasn't resurrection. in Resurrection, was she? Yeah, briefly. Uh, oh, in the very beginning, because it was yeah. a dream or some weird shit. Or yeah, she's I don't hanging. Know. I haven't room. watched Resurrection in a very long time, but I, she is I, in it. Um. Right, and so then you have. You have um, Nev Campbell in the screams, mm-hmm. like there's just they there's not as many that yeah. consecutively consecutively get to play the roles mm-hmm. to where like you and, like, and the movies like focus on her they revolve around her every one of them up to four even is the killer is someone who knows her is affected by one something she did right is trying to get revenge on her for some dumbass reason. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just popularity, like in four or whatever it was, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like Nancy's in two of them, three with New Nightmare. Yeah, that's true. I always forget about Heather Langenkamp. Um, well, that's the point, though. <laughs> I mean, well, like none of them really stick well, out as much as Nev and Jamie. And Lee. the thing is, is like she's like she's great as Nancy, but she like does a lot of running but like if you think about it like i don't think any of them go through as much as what nev campbell gone through because like even that's even with jamie lee going up against just michael myers all the Mm -hmm. time and then having the ptsd of that but then you have her going up against Stu and billy getting over that just to have to deal with billy's mom and random college guy. Yeah, and then you got three, um, which I, I I always blank, but it's just like... Her brother. Her brother, okay, yeah. And then it's like, okay, good God. Like, she's had to survive eight different ghost faces mm-hmm. <laughs> that all want to kill her because yeah. they're all affected by something that happened because of her, and it's just like... Jesus Christ. Or something in, that one of her family members did that was completely out of her control. Yeah, could you imagine being hunted down by somebody just because of something like your uncle did? <laughs> like you're like, what? <laughs> I like I don't even talk to that guy. Like, how are you like what the hell? Uh before we get to the scorecard, one last thing that I forgot happened was the flash of ghost face through the window before the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's I, like I a blink. I forgot that yeah. It was a it's blink a, and you miss it kind yep. of shot, but it's awesome. Yeah, I love it too. I could read deep into it and be like, "Oh, Ghostface is always going to be there," kind oh, of thing. But. Well, yeah, it's like exactly they died, but did Stu really die? Yes. No. But 
the Ghostface name could continue. Well, it, and it could end in. I'm telling you. I think it's dumb. He got a TV <laughs> dropped on his head. Like, I we can test it, and I can show you what a big tube TV on your head will do to you. Yeah, I'm sure it <laughs> You're would not masterminding s- anything. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it would suck. I'm sure it would hurt, but, like, come on. Even it's- if you didn't die, not to mention all the stab wounds that were killing him anyway, mm-hmm. to think that you could have the wherewithal to plan decades of murders... Well, who After knows? You've they, had a they'd TV already, dropped on your head. They'd already been talking about planning the sequel, or they had to plan the sequel, so they might not have actually done that yet. But I mean, we don't. I guess this one was a year in the works. Yeah, they had planned it over the course of, and everything took place over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. You said that there was years apart between these. Well, I mean, there was a year apart between, in release-wise, one and two. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of time to heal up. Okay. I'll get a tube TV. You lie on the ground. We can do this. We can do it. Can I'm I wear excited. my football helmet so that I don't break no, my face? No, students have a football helmet. <laughs> yeah, but... You're supposed to mastermind decades of murders after I drop a tube TV on your head. That's the point. <laughs> you just want to drop a TV on my head, you dick. That too. We have them at work. We'll do it. They're flat screens, though. <laughs> yeah, mm. dude. No. Where can I get a tube TV? <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Hit All us right. Up. Let's get card. into the scorecard. Uh, it's hard to do this one. Really? For me. I, I did, had little to no problem with this. Surprise. Of course you didn't. Because mm, I'm better at this than you are, I guess. Mm, My best killer is, scare you know. is the opening with Drew Barrymore. Shock. Yeah, um, I I could see why. it. It's a, a combination. Like, it literally encompasses kill or scare. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. It makes sense. So I had to try to think outside the box to be like, hmm, what would be a nice jump scare? And one of my favorites is when Billy is looking for Sydney and then she pops out of the closet with the umbrella. With the umbrella. Yeah. It's, that that um, was a nice touch. Yeah. Especially because like, he looks in it and doesn't see her. Because mm-hmm. she's like she's, looking off to the side and like. Yeah, or something. Psh, oops. <laughs> nice That's good. Mic punch there. Um, I most wanted to die was Billy. Yeah, because he's a douchebag. He is a douchebag. I felt like that would—that was what you were gonna go with. So I said all of the kids at the party that wanted That's to fair. leave and that wanted to leave and go see Pry down. Prince, Principal Henry hanging Quality. from the fucking flagpole. Hey, I wish I had thought of that. That—that that seems like a me scorecard kind of thing. It does. I like that. It's because um, I'm better at this than you are. Oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> think of that either. See, oh. there it is. Uh, my most wanted to live was Tatum. Really? Yeah. There was Yeah. There was nothing she did that made her, you know, obnoxious secondary character. And I mean, it's Rose McGowan. I don't wish harm upon Rose McGowan. No. Um mine I might get a little bit of flack for this because why um, would you wish this? But my most wanted to live with Stu. No. <laughs> no. So no. much so much so that you have a ridiculous fan theory that he's jigsawing <laughs> the entire franchise. It's not my theory. I read it on the internet. 
You've Everything's just been championing it for the last hour and a half. No, like I had a real hard time. Like I could have said Hembry, but he was kind of a dick too. Um, like we, I could even be like Sydney's mom. Like I would like. Well, that's like, well yeah. Like <laughs> think about all the people that died, and then trying to come up with something. I'm like, I got to try to pick answers that you didn't. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I know we he can didn't be pick the two. same. <laughs> No, I don't want to be the same. Um, Obviously, you'd rather my backup be would probably have been the principal, or I even yeah. thought because like you picked Casey for your first one, and I was like, ah. I kind of, I kind of almost went with Steve. He's just the boyfriend that went over to his girlfriend's house and got yeah. fucking strapped to a chair and got his guts ripped out. That's fair. I'll go with that one. Okay, that makes more sense than Stu. Well, Stu was a killer. He was a killer, but that's also so out of the box too. Just because it's out of the box doesn't mean it's, it's gonna right. Gonna be a scream. <laughs> uh, grossest moment was the opening with Drew. There's no other kill in yeah. the movie that is as gruesome as that. Yeah, um, I put the grossest moment was Casey hanging from the tree, which yeah. I mean is still that entire scene. But yeah. do I think that we're gonna be the same on this one? The dumbest moment? Yeah. I already said it, so we can say it at the same time. The garage yeah, door the, death. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It's dumb. It doesn't yeah, make sense. It's, it wouldn't it's, work. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And it's outside oh of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the rules that the movie is establishing, it, it's a Friday the 13th death. Yeah. It's, it makes it's me think of The Collector. Yeah. Where, like... We need kind to do of, that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about that too because I already kind of I, like I could switch up my pick, and I'm sure you'd be happy with that. Um, but I don't even know what your pick is. So well, I told you it was it was another listener suggested. Well, I know what it is. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> do the collector, please. <laughs> Let's do that though. I, I'll okay. We'll talk about it here in a sec. Um, okay. I have a last little thing that my wife suggested, which was a, a category, will my wife watch this with me? Oh, that's great, because both our wives do not do horror movies. Yeah. So I was going to tell you about this, and I forgot, but... Thanks. Yeah. The... Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you like, stop you can, picking on me, God You can come it. up with an answer on the fly, then. Okay. There, so, yeah, my wife does not uh, traditionally like horror movies. There are only a handful that she will actually watch with me. Most of them I have to go down to my uh, cave, of my nerd cave. Your cave of wonders. Mm-hmm. And watch it uh, alone, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, I do that right there on the couch next to my desk. Yeah. Uh, but this is one that uh, I watched upstairs with her. Because, I mean, she was she's not that much older than me. We you know grew up around the same time. Mm-hmm. So this is you know a franchise that she knew about growing up as well. Right. So. Yeah, makes this sense. is a yes. Um, this is also a yes. Now, it, it's a maybe. It also depends on my wife's mood. Like, I, I could, I could get her to. There's certain ones I could. I'm sure I could get her to watch. I feel like this would be a maybe to yes, but I'll lean more towards a yes. It's not like, you know, watching Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't watch that. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's a great category. My wife actually said that she would have. Watched Rent Horizon? Mm-hmm. Really? I think she had Is seen it. Is it because it, it took place in space? I don't know. Sci-fi, <laughs> I mean? I think so. I don't know. Okay. 
She surprises me sometimes. She was a Walking Dead fan longer than I was. Like, (laughs) okay, fair enough, fair enough. So that might, uh, if I keep remembering, could be a new uh, category for us. I think we should just we'll just add it in there. I think that's great. Will our wives watch actually watch this with us? Yeah, Yeah. and that's something we could do whether we do a scorecard or not, because there's movies that aren't slashers that we now don't do scorecards for. That's fair enough. Your probable next pick. I have a. I haven't seen it in decades, so it's hard to say, but I don't see us scorecarding that one. <laughs> we can scorecard any. We, we really could. We could and did, and it was wrong, so we stopped. Because <laughs> it was fair harder enough. and didn't make sense. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. All right, that is it for Scream. Loved it. Can't wait to see it again in a couple years because yeah. it's one of my faves. And you know we we wrapped that up in a nice hour and a half under an hour and a half bow, not mm. bad at all. I mean mm. we're we're right there, but not bad. That's um, what I like to hear. Right. Um. So what I'm thinking we should try to do is like how I was talking about recording this. Um. And instead, you went live. I went live on Twitch on accident. <laughs> like this is a thing. A, a buddy of mine just popped in a chat and was like, "Oh no, it's over." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, we're an hour and a half in." Um, <laughs> to a two-hour-long movie, right? So I think that if we try this again next time, mm-hmm. like we, I could probably record and stream live at the same time. I don't know. I'll see what kind of stuff I can do, but like positive feedbacks in the chats over here. Like this is doing well better than my normal streams so <laughs> like no one's um, giving you snore emojis or wrap oh, it ups oh yeah i am but n- nothing like that like there's usually some sass in there well but, yeah, it's um, the internet they can't help themselves yeah of course nick um so i think that what we should do is we need to designate a set time every week be like this is it right here and then do this so that way people know hey Sunday, 5 p.m., or Thursday at 6 p.m., like whatever it is, live recording of Pod and Gore. Even if we didn't do it every episode, just, I mean, just to, you know, do it every once in a while, but actually, you know, announce it ahead of time instead Mm -hmm. of our last minute uh, scramblings as we do. Well, that was the thing. This was an accident, and I, lots of good feedback, so. Oh, good. And, um, yeah, so somebody just said right now, you should do this all the time. Hmm. All right. I'm so glad I job. wore my pod and gore shirt. If I'm you glad you it. did. There I did. Yep. Available at our merch area. That yeah. I don't remember what it's called. T Public. Buy a T-Public. shirt. Mm-hmm. Buy a shirt. There's also a cool comic book design that's pretty awesome. Drew it there myself. There is. That's true. I did. You did. Yeah, you did. Um, Someone else helped us with the finishing touches, but. I'm not going to buy you a shirt. Okay, sorry. I was reading <laughs> chat again. Um, but yeah, I I really do like, this is awesome. Like I didn't, like this was a happy accident. This is a yeah. Bob Ross situation. Like I didn't mean for this to happen. And a it nice paper of a cloud. Yeah. Not so if you high. tell anyone that that cloud is there, I will come to your house and I will <laughs> kill you. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But yeah, so um, I definitely do think that we should we should try to do that. Or even if it's not the same time, we definitely... At least give people heads up. Yeah. 
like an hour's notice. Yeah, and not that they pay attention to my Discord or my tweets or anything like that anyway. Um, Gives you an but, excuse to. If you want to know about uh, live episodes, pay attention. I know it's hard to pay attention to Brandon. Believe me. but <laughs> Watch your mouth. F- follow the uh, show streams of uh, you know Twitter and whatnot. And right. Um, give an hour's notice for for a record great now everybody's saying why would i pay attention to him great this is oh oh, great (laughs) now (laughs) look at you you piece of shit i know you're so happy right now because all the crap that i'm getting everybody does bully me um so we're we're starting to do yeah we're starting a rabbit hole i'm i'm gonna do you a favor justin i'm gonna do you a favor the next episode we are not going to do hellraiser Shut up, Nick. We're not going to do Hellraiser. Wow. We're going to we're going to do the Collector. Yeah, yeah um, that's I, probably one that my wife will not watch. Right. I won't even throw it out there. But see, this is the thing. Like we talked about doing, I like I should do Hellraiser and then save the Collector for the new format because I feel like we could do a side episode on that. You can do Hellraiser. I'm willing to open my brain and okay. watch a movie I haven't watched in over 15 years and judge it anew. <laughs> like, right. Here's my example so I, we can ramble on a little bit more. I remember hating Halloween 3. Oh, but then you, yeah. I thought it was dumb. I always had it in my mind like it was the, you know, the bastard sequel that didn't count and I watched it once and didn't like it, never watched it again. We That's did kinda... it for this show. It was my pick, and now it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, it, it I... would, it'd probably be in my top ten. Well, and that's the thing too. Like you even went and dropped the fifty bucks on the on the kids NECA, like the, yeah. the three Halloween kids, and I'm like, I really wanted to get that too. I just don't have room for it right now. Um but yeah, I think I think we'll stick with Hellraiser. I, I have right. some ideas for a really fun companion episode potentially to go along with that. Um but we will do that. We'll We'll dive into the twisted minds of Clive Barker. We haven't Again. done it since episode three. Yeah. You know, we'll see how this goes. But yeah, we'll, Hellraiser in two weeks. Sounds great to me. I'm excited as I can be. I can't wait. I'm For so a movie, excited. I don't know if I'll like it or hate it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right. So um, you want to get us out of here then? Sure. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Do you want to drop all of the uh, where to find us? Yeah, so you, you can do? find us uh, on Facebook, Pod and Gore. We're not hard to find. Facebook, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. You can find us on the Slasher app. If you guys don't have the Slasher app, get it. It's awesome. It's free. It's Facebook for horror. You can find us on there. Um it's it's awesome. Um, yeah. Also, you can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. We love to get emails. We love to take listener requests. Yeah, we just did one with Van Helsing. We did. Technically, Hellraiser is one as well. well. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And see, that was the thing, too, I thought about. Because I know uh, D, w- w- we're talking about doing that. But I also know that one of his favorite Hell, um, Clyde Barker movies was Nightbreed and I thought about doing mm. that one but I think we'll hold off on that one we'll do Hellraiser we've been teasing well, at least it I for, own Hellraiser right so that helps we've been teasing Hellraiser for almost two years now 
Yeah. <laughs> like we've talked. We need to get it done. It's it like almost, scream. Yeah. It's like, like we, we need talk, to just do it. We talk about it almost every episode, being like, "I can't wait to make Justin watch Hellraiser," and it's it's finally here. Let's so, rip off the bandaid. I might like it. Yeah, you might. I mean, perspe- your perspective has definitely shifted since we started doing this. So, one hundred one hundred percent could see that. Um, but yeah, hit us up on the social medias. We'll definitely see you guys in two weeks when we we dive into that sick, weird world of Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thanks for hanging Oops. out with us. We appreciate you guys very much. If you haven't yet, like, rate, review the podcast. It means the world. Oh, shit. Speaking of. Oh, yeah, I you think, said we got a new review. Well, and that was the thing too, man, because like we got a new review, but we it didn't show up on Apple, but it did show up on this chartable thing that I signed up for. So this one is, and I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, uh, Morsey. Uh, it's a review from London, England. Um, and this one is from February 27th. So it says, hi guys, just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening to your podcast. You haven't even read this yet, right? No. Okay. This is new for you too. Hi guys. I just wanted to say how much I enjoy your podcast. Um, I live in London, England, and I love scary movies. I listened to a couple of other movie horror podcasts, and I was thinking to myself, do I have time to check out another one? As we are in lockdown here in England and have been on and off for a year due to COVID, I thought, yep, I reckon I do. I also work from home now as my office is closed. I came across your podcast, and after listening to my first review, the original Halloween, which is my favorite movie, I nice. was totally hooked. I appreciate that about you. Um, I am also I am now enjoying going through your entire back catalog and ha- and only have a few more episodes to listen to, and then I am all caught up. I now can look forward to each episode, each new episode you put out, and catch them when they are released. I think you both do a great job at reviews and you have quite a bit you have quite the double act going on which is a lot of fun uh, to listen to. I think your reviews are really in depth, fun and pretty deep diving. You have both alleviated my lockdown boredom loads and have been playing in my ears whilst working. Uh, falling off to sleep, painting my garden fences, went out shopping and when going for morning runs. You may have you have in many ways been my lockdown buddies. Keep up the fantastic work, guys, and you, um, and you are really you really are international superstars with a very big fan here in London, England. All the best, Stephen Moore. Well, that'll bring a tear to your eye. Thank you so much, Stephen Moore. We appreciate the holy shit out of you. That's that's fantastic. That's, Thank that's you so we, much. That's what we do it for, right there. Like, yeah, we 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 try to read the reviews as we get them we haven't mm-hmm. got like apple hasn't posted a one for us um since like august like it's been a minute since we've got a review yeah. so like that was so nice to read and see that yeah, thank um you very much it's good to know that we're reaching people and that you're enjoying us hell yeah and in brandon helps you fall asleep he does that to me too <laughs> you're, you're the one you're the one with the with the sultry tones you say so oh i know no oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for hanging out with you guys. Yeah. I've been your host, Brandon. And I've been Justin. And we'll see and we you next time. We will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>